Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 62 of the MR Running Pains podcast. My name is Aaron Saft. I am your host and guest today. <laughs> so you are with me today for this adventure, this episode. And today we're going to talk about training and um, what efforts you should use. Um, I prescribe by rating of perceived exertion. So I wanted to go through that kind of stuff today because I have a lot of people that ask me many questions about all sorts of efforts, uh, where they fall, are they useful? So that's what I wanted to get into today. And uh, we'll uh, we'll kind of touch base on some, some other items at the end of the, uh, the episode. So, um, But today we'll be talking on rating of perceived effort and... Um, the different exertions that we have in training. So, so what is rating of perceived exertion? Um, I use a scale um, as uh, it kind of uh, goes nicely with um, the uh, Training Peaks platform that I use for coaching of one to ten. A scale of one to ten. One being a um, a you know a simple easy walk. You're just kind of walking around, uh, building up to ten being all out and uh you know we're going to talk about everything between because they all have their place um i consider um you know basically um from one to two you're you know really easy walking three would be um real brisk real fast walking um you know kind of walking with intention if you will power hiking (laughs) um and then four being a jog, real easy recovery jog where you know you could nose breathe. I always tell my runners that's the test. If you can nose breathe, you know you are going um, at a four RPE. So um, super super easy, very low heart rate. Um, I just did a run yesterday uh, where I tried to stay in zone one heart rate the whole time. Um, you know, bumped into zone two a little bit. But, um, you know, that's what we're really looking at, just really low heart rate, um, just a really easy effort. Um, so your test is whether you can nose breathe um, consistently, and uh, it just feels super easy, you know, almost like, oh, my gosh, I could probably walk faster than this. <laughs> um, but that is your recovery effort, okay? So uh, we'll, we'll say that's our first running effort of four, the recovery. And those runs, um, they can be done after the day after a hard workout. Um, if you're, you know, if you're doing intervals or tempo run, um, even a long run. And if you wanted to run the next day, um, you know, you could do a recovery jog, just short, easy recovery jog. Um, and here I will note that if you are trying to add a little bit more time on your feet, I prescribe by time on feet, not in miles, but if you wanted to add either time on your feet or miles, um, you could do a split recovery day. If you follow me on Strava, you'll see every once in a while I do split recovery runs. That entails a run in the morning, uh, super easy. We're, again, talking for RPE, super, super easy. Um, and then I like to separate them by like six hours so that the uh, the body gets a chance to recuperate, heart rate starts coming back down. Uh, and... Um, and then in the PM, you could you know do another recovery run. I usually do equal times, um, whether it be thirty-five minutes, forty minutes, forty-five minutes. You know, just depending on what I'm trying to accomplish. Um, you know, if you're really trying to get in a lot more time on your feet, you could do you know 
Um, more time, obviously, as much as you need to, just at a super easy pace. The you know the point is to let the body recover, keep it at that low heart rate. Um, you know, let the 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 body um, acclimate and um, adapt to the uh, whatever stress you just put on it. Whether that again was um, you know building um, um, you know a ton of lactate from a, a, a workout or um, you know just uh, the fatigue of a long run, um, just allowing that that time for the body to to get back to normal. So um, that's a recovery run. Um, you know, um, does it have its place? Uh, absolutely. You know, um, it's good to get the legs moving. Uh, a lot of times what I suggest for runners, especially after a race, um, you know, whether it be, um, you know, uh, a marathon or, or longer is the following day to get out and do an active recovery hike. Uh, and just get the legs moving, get the muscles, uh, you know, pumping the blood, pumping through the, the muscles again, uh, flush out all of the lactate and everything that that's built up in the, the muscles and the stiffness that you feel just loosening them up. Um, you know, let that, uh, let that day just be a nice, easy hike. Uh, so, you know, that could also translate into a hike. Now, easy hike would, you know, again, be more of a one or two on the RPE scale. Uh, you're not trying to obviously power hike and, and get, um, anything out of it other than recovery. So, um, that's another possibility. Um, recovery days are also great for cross training. I have a number of people that like to ride bikes, um, you know, and, and do various other cross training activities, whether it be rowing or, or whatever. Uh, again, we're not trying to get the heart rate high. We're just, you know, staying easy aerobic and trying to, um, you know, uh, still get in aerobic workout without stressing the body too much. Cross training is great because we don't have that impact, you know, whether it be swimming or whatever you want to do. Um, but those are also good for recovery days. So, um, you know, uh, I would say, you know, in, in my training, I typically have one to two recovery days. If I don't take a day off, sometimes I do train seven days a week, but if I don't take a day off, uh, I usually have about two recovery days per week. Um, usually the day after a long run and the day after either a hard workout or a medium long run. So my week usually entails having, um, a, uh, a medium long run, three quarters of the length of, uh, my longest run, uh, and sometimes a little shorter than that, but, um, I like to include a, a secondary, um, effort, a longer effort. Um, you know, sometimes it is back to back. Uh, other times I do separate them by a few days. So I have a little bit of recovery. I don't like to do a lot of back-to-back long runs. Uh, I think it does require a lot of your body to recover from. So I use those sparingly. Uh, Maybe once a month, uh, I'll do a a really good back-to-back effort in which uh, I use two, you know, longer runs. And, and, you know, what I mean by longer runs is maybe, you know, uh, two hours, uh, both days or two and a half hours, both days. That's kind of the lower end of what I perceive for me. This is for me. Um, as a, um, a back-to-back effort. Whereas I could probably run an hour and a half on Saturday and then do a long run, whatever that may you know entail. And that I wouldn't consider as much as a uh, back-to-back effort for me because an hour and a half, it feels more like an average run for, for, you know, when I'm training. So, um, everything to you, you know, again, that's all for me. So, uh, however that works out for you, you know, your body best, 
um, as it to how it responds to longer efforts and what entails a long effort to you. But I do encourage you to use those back-to-back efforts sparingly. Uh, again, you know, it does require a lot of your body, does require some recovery time. So just be cognizant of that. So if you do feel fatigued, don't try to push back into training too fast. Allow your body to recover. You know, it, it needs to recover so that it can adapt to the training you're trying to put on it. So relax, let it, let it, you know, heal, let it recover. Uh, and when the legs are feeling fresh again, then you can kind of pick it back up. Uh, always, always encourage my runners, even if you have a coach in a schedule, um, you know, that says you are supposed to do a workout on Tuesday, but you still don't feel recovered from the big effort over the weekend. Let your coach know I am still tired. It is not great to go into a workout fatigued. You will just create more fatigue and the fatigue in turn will just keep accumulating and eventually lead you down to the road of where you are starting to break down, um, not only physically, but in your form, which can lead to injury. So I don't want you traveling down that avenue. So be careful. Uh, You know, I, I, Probably could do a whole episode on recovery, <laughs> but I uh, wanted to touch on those points for you. So uh, keep those in mind. Now, the next um, effort in the RPE scale, I uh, combine um, five and six together. Uh, five and six on the RPE scale, kind of our midway through the scale. I consider that uh, your conversational pace runs, which should you know kind of uh, comprise uh, a majority of your training time or miles, whichever one you're doing. Uh, you know, again, I, I train in time. Um, but your, um, majority of your running should be at this five to six on the RPE scale, as they say, conversational pace. So, um, the, uh, kind of hints that I give my runners for this pace is, can you carry on a conversation? I don't mean short sentences or short answers. I mean, having a conversation like I am having right now, can I talk just like I am right now on my run? Um, if you are by yourself and don't want to uh, talk to yourself, you could sing a song. Uh, if you know if you have uh, music on your headphones, sing along. If you can sing along, you're doing just fine. You're in that five to six on the RPE scale. Um, this it would equate to around a. Um, zone two to zone three in, in heart rate. If we have the, the five distinct heart rate zones, um, we would fall in the two to three on this, um, on this, uh, this effort. Um, so again, a majority of your running should be done in this, uh, effort. Okay. Uh, it's still aerobic. Okay. Zone two and three still very aerobic. You're not pushing anything. Um, you know, this is kind of where your long run is, uh, medium long runs, average runs, a lot of your mileage, you know, done at this, unless, uh, you know, you have a workout within your, your long run, but, um, you know, again, spend most of your time in that zone five to six on the RPE scale. Okay. Um, now next, uh, I, I kind of lump seven and eight together as well. Um, seven and eight, this is where we're probably going to have a bulk of our discussion. Um, a lot I did, you know, say about the recovery zone, but there is a lot to unpack here in the seven to eight range of the RPE scale. Um, so, um, this effort is more of your tempo, if you will, your lactate threshold, um, zone here, we're getting into zone four or about 80 to 85% of your maximum heart rate. Okay. This is the upper end of your aerobic zone. Uh, if we, if we're talking, um, aerobic capacity, 
where before we you know turn over to anaerobic and um, start working really hard. Um, you know, I, I know some don't like to use those terms. I think we're all very familiar with them and that's why I use them. But, uh, when we talk here of seven to eight, we're talking, um, your tempo pace, okay. Lactate threshold. So that means that you could sustain this pace all out for one hour. Um, you know, some people say it's kind of around half marathon pace. Obviously, you know, half marathon can be, um, quite a bit longer than an hour, but, uh, it is sustainable, you know, all out for one hour. That um, that capacity um, builds the upper end of our aerobic capacity, uh, which is tremendous. Uh, what that does is allows us to run at paces uh, at a faster pace for longer amounts of time. Uh, it, it makes us more efficient. It is you know one of the main zones that we should focus on in our training. Uh, to help us in our capacity to uh, to be better runners, um, you know whether it be uh, well at any distance. Truly, uh, this is really the zone in which you want to work uh, the most often. Um, you know our, our body um, can continue to make strides in this zone, so it's it's tremendous to do your tempo runs. This uh, you know tempo runs or um, longer intervals um, at this effort. So that's seven to eight again. Um, these intervals. You know, they could be, you know, I prescribe as short as five minutes um, in this in this zone. Um, and then you could do, you know, any intervals that uh, that build up to uh, in total an hour at this uh, at this intensity. Uh, so, you know, you could do, um, a 20 minute tempo. You could do two by 20 minutes. You could do three by 20 minutes. Um, usually, uh, I like, uh, Jason's coops, uh, guidelines here. If you do, um, your interval, your rest is half of that interval. So if I did two by 20, I would have a 10 minute rest in between 20, 10 minute jog rest. And I usually prescribe my jog rest at, uh, Four, if you need to go a little bit slower to make sure that you're completely recovered, that's totally fine. You know, obviously you want to recover. Um, there are times and we're going to talk about where you mix efforts. Um, and you know, uh, I'll, I'll get into those cause that, that can, you know, come into play here as well. Um, so, um, the, uh, um, <laughs> the, the, conundrum comes in here. And this is a conversation that I, I often have with a lot of athletes because I see a lot of people training at marathon pace, uh, especially um, obviously training for a marathon. Um, it's really, you know, a lot of thought that, you know, while we, you know, we should be training at pace so that our body knows and understands that pace. And while there is mental benefit, obviously, to knowing that you can handle that pace and know what it feels like physically, uh, physiologically, we do not gain much fitness or benefit from running at marathon intensity for long periods of time. It just takes a lot out of us and we have to recover from it, but we haven't really done anything to improve any of our systems. As I said, um, you know, below us is, is the aerobic capacity, the five to six, and then seven to eight is your tempo. Um, now the, um, you know, the, the marathon pace kind of falls in that range, but we're not really necessarily working the upper end of our aerobic capacity. We're working in the middle. It's kind of a gray area. Uh, you know, I, I listened to the uh, running rogue podcast and he did a tremendous job explaining that it's just one of those zones that we really don't need to work because it's not aerobically helping us. Uh, I mean, to some degree, I guess it does, but 
it's not uh it shouldn't be the meat and potatoes or the focus of a training program now uh, you know as i said earlier it's okay to do it you know like once or twice maybe during the training cycle just to kind of get a feel for it but you don't want it to be uh you know something that you're doing week in week out uh or even every other week it's just not necessitated to you know to your um your fitness uh, you could be spending your time more wisely, you know, going more towards lactate threshold, and that will improve uh, your running economy, which is what we want in the long run, um, to make you more efficient and, you know, running at a faster pace uh, a lot easier. So uh, use your time wisely. Uh, you know, the ways you can incorporate marathon pacing is um, alterations um, uh, or uh, we can alter the pace in which we're doing a workout. So for instance, if I was doing, um, let's say, um, I like to call them in and outs. Uh, we do in and out one Ks, uh, you could do one K at, um, half marathon pace and then one K at marathon pace so that you feel, you know, the, cause the half marathon pace is going to be more towards your lactate threshold. That's going to be more towards what we really want to work. And then your recovery is at the pace you're trying, the goal pace you're trying to achieve. We're creating fatigue so that, you know, you have to um, learn to um, to run at that given pace, that marathon pace, that your goal pace when you're fatigued. Uh, because later in the race, obviously, you're going to be fatigued. So it's a good way to create that fatigue and get you in that tired state, yet try to find that marathon pace. So in and out one case, you know, you could do it, I would start, you know, um, a bit easier than K's. Uh, you might do it for, um, you know, whatever, 400, 600, 800 meters, uh, you know, half mile and build up, um, build up the duration in which you're doing these in and out K's. Uh, it's a fantastic workout. I think, uh, you know, uh, you know, some of my athletes, uh, that are, are going for BQs, we build it up to even 20 K of doing in and out Ks. Uh, and you know, some of them we even push a little bit faster. It depends on what their goals are. You know, we may push down to like a 10 K goal pace, which obviously lends itself more towards an anaerobic workout. Um, you know, we don't want to do that that often. Uh, but it's, it's good to mix the paces. So if you are looking to incorporate marathon pace and understand its pacing, you can do so in that way in and out. Um, great, you know, great little workout. I'll try to put an example of that in the show notes so that you have an idea of, uh, of what those workouts may look like. Um, but yes, so, you know, use marathon pacing sparingly. Um, you know, it's a good way, like I said, to use it in the, uh, in and out workouts. Uh, you know, and you can, you can mix up any type of workout like that. Um, the, uh, you know, I, I use it with my ultra runners as well. Uh, we may use kind of a, a little bit slower on the outs. Those are the recoveries. Um, and you know, the, the ins may be, uh, you know, on the slower side as well. So you can mix it up with the paces, uh, you know, but again, if you can incorporate more lactate threshold work, that's, that's, you know, that's where you're going to make the most, uh, uh, gains. You're going to reap the most benefit from, from doing more lactate threshold work. Um, how many times a, wor- a week? Um, well, lactate threshold, you can recover quickly, uh, or, quicker from a lactate threshold workout. So it depends on you, your experience, your level of fitness. Um, I encourage those that aren't as familiar with doing workouts to just do one per week. Uh, whereas my more experienced runners, 
you know, uh, we can incorporate definitely two per week. Um, and you know, it, it may be, it may be that we're not hitting two per week every week, but you know, usually they recover pretty well. So if you're more experienced runners with workouts, two per week is fine. Every once in a while, I may get a little bit crazy and throw in a third. Uh, so we have, um, two normal workouts and perhaps a tempo run within the, uh, the long run. So there's a bunch of different ways that you can incorporate lactate threshold. Cause as I said, you probably will recover from that a little bit more quickly, but again, you know, all to you, your level of fitness, your, uh, level of recovery. So if you're not feeling it, uh, don't push yourself, you know, don't, if, if you have two on the calendar, but yet, you know, your legs are lethargic and not feeling good, um, you know, either push the workout back, uh, you know, if you have a coach ask about it, pushing the workout back or, um, skip it for the week, you know, see if you can do it the following week, you know, make it, uh, you just one workout that week and then try to do two the next week. You may just need a little bit more recovery. Um, so be cognizant of all of that. So, um, that's, uh, you know, that's what I, uh, I would say is, uh, is seven to eight. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure there's a, a lot of, uh, folks out there that, you know, they're, they're probably like, you know, I'll, I'm not going to stop doing my marathon pace and that's fine. You do what works for you. I'm, I'm just letting you know, here's kind of some ideas, uh, you know, that, that will help you improve. Um, you know, you don't need to focus on, on marathon specific pace as much as, uh, many people do. I know it's a traditional thing to do. Um, but when we look at it scientifically, uh, you know, there's not much there to, you know, to stand on, to say, we need to do a lot of work, uh, a lot of long runs at that. So, um, just use it, use it, uh, carefully, use it sparingly. Um, you know, and, and again, you know, I, I totally understand that, you know, you want to make sure you can do it. So, uh, totally fine. You know, maybe even you find uh, a half marathon road race that you can just go out there and do um, marathon pace during so that you get a feel for it. You know, that's, that's a good way to, to get a race in, to get the race experience in and to get the pace that you're trying to nail. Um, so, um, good way to do it right there. Okay. All right. Um, and then let's move on to the next on the rating of perceived exertion scale. Uh, the nine, number nine stands alone by myself because I usually don't have my runners go any faster than nine. Um, nine to me is kind of, uh, the, if you will, 5k, 10k, uh, in that realm. Um, definitely more on the higher side of the effort. You know, we're getting more anaerobic here, uh, more turnover where 10 is all out, you know, sprinting, uh, somewhere between nine and 10 is probably your mile. Uh, 800, you know, is, is probably more your 10 and then mile is kind of nine and a half, if you will. So we're talking nine is your 5k, your 5k pay. Uh, probably eight and a half is 10 K somewhere in that realm. But, um, like I said, I don't like to go beyond nine. I don't think we need to push that hard. Um, you know, unless you're training for those faster events, um, you know, with that stipulation, uh, you, you know, it's, if you're training for, um, you know, and you're, uh, you're not trying to be elite or highly competitive. Nine is, is probably as far as you need to go to, uh, to do, uh, what what it is you want to accomplish those intervals are a lot shorter uh we look at those at being anywhere from one to four you know going beyond four is you know you, you don't necessarily i mean you can it's just hard <laughs> um so i usually prescribe one minute or, or even less 30 seconds we can say 30 seconds to um um 
four minutes is usually as high as I go with, uh, you know, a rating of perceived exertion at nine. Um, those intervals should be, um, um, given equal rest. So for instance, if you did, uh, one minute hard, you would do one minute easy, um, you know, equal recovery. Okay. So, um, a lot of times I use these, uh, on hills, uh, hills are great because they're speed in disguise. Uh, they make the, the effort, uh, a lot harder without having to go as fast. Um, and so, you know, here, uh, a lot of times we don't have a, a hill that's necessarily, um, you know, going to keep going. So, you know, if, if I prescribed, uh, let's say, um, six by three minute uphill, uh, it's a tremendously hard effort, but um, if if I prescribe that, you're going to um, you know obviously go uphill for three minutes, and then the recovery is downhill back to the start, and that's you know you may have to walk at first and then jog you know back to the start. Um, these efforts, I always tell my runners, I want you to start on the easier side of things and work into them. Uh, in other words, negative split the workout. I should see a. Um, a trend of the the pace kind of gradually getting faster, or um, or the heart rate gradually getting you know higher as you get into the the final intervals. Um, and it's to say that I don't want it all out. So when you finish, I want you to feel like you could do more. You should feel like yes, I could probably do a few more. I'm okay right now. I'd never want people to go to the well in this effort. If you go that deep, it takes so much more to recover from, and you've gone too hard. You've gone to that ten. So, um, you know, keep it moderate. You know, try to keep in mind where the effort is. You know, this perceived effort it teaches our bodies. You know, this is the effort I have for this race. This is what I can do today. That changes, right? So finishing off on the, the nine, um, you know, those are, those are really engaging workouts. They're very tough. They take about 48 hours to recover from. So, um, again, my, you know, my runners that are just getting to learn workouts, uh, I typically do one per week. Um, you know, others can do two. Um, I typically mix in strides into, uh, into this strides, maybe 10 to 20 seconds long. They can be on the flat or uphill. I've talked about, you know, hill strides and strides in, in previous episodes. I think they're tremendous to include in at, um, at, you know, a lot of phases of training. So, um, strides have their place in this as well. Um, they can be at a nine. So, um, strides are a great addition. So if they're only doing one workout a week, they may have a stride workout as well. Uh, more experienced runners again can do two workouts, uh, separated again by at least 48 hours of recovery. Now the, this, you know, the day after it may be a complete recovery day, could be a day off, could be just a, a, you know, really easy, gradual run to let the legs recover. Then the second day would be, um, it could be uh, a moderate long run right? So, uh, we're teaching the body how to deal with that lactate that we've built up. So, um, nine, it, it, it's used sparingly. We don't do that for as long of a training session. You know, if you're training for a uh, half marathon marathon, we want to make sure that we're not going too long in this block, uh, cause it can kind of, uh, make us feel flat and lethargic. So, um, be use this sparingly. A lot of ultra runners, I may do three or four weeks, uh, with this effort, especially if they're doing, um, mountain racing, if they have a lot of vertical gain, it really, you know, it, uh, lifts our vertical, excuse me, it lifts our, um, maximum VO two, 
we, that's our, our kind of fitness ceiling. So we can kind of create a higher ceiling so that we can, you know, use that lactate threshold to, to, uh, to go higher and be, uh, you know, better, more efficient, faster over, over long term. So, uh, I feel they do have their place in, in ultra running as well, but we don't typically go as long, only three to four weeks. Whereas, you know, in a typical training block, uh, we may see up to six weeks of, uh, you know, of this, you know, nine RPE, uh, of workouts. Uh, so, but to each their own, um, you know, I, I've kind of found for myself that, um, you know, based on how much I've done and, and, you know, all the workouts I've put my body through, I'm not responding as well to VO2 max workouts. Um, I am doing much better staying on the lower aerobic side of things. So uh, my intervals don't go much beyond the, you know, the eight of the RPE scale for me. Um, I do do strides, you know, to kind of work on my speed, but at the same time, I'm not doing a lot of long sustained, um, high intensity intervals just cause it's just not, um, not working for my body. Uh, it just fatigues me, takes me too much time to recover from. So if that's you realize that communicate that, you know, if, if you're not feeling, uh, like you're recovering, it's just making you flat and, uh, and tired, you know, express that, uh, that's, that's, you know, something you should speak with, with, uh, with your coach or, um, you know, understand that, you know, maybe, uh, you know, you need more of uh, an aerobic base. So go back to your, um, eight RPE and under, and work in that zone for a longer amount of time. Um, but again, you know, continue to incorporate strides. Um, strides will not uh, be as taxing because of the short time period. We don't go anaerobic basically in a 10, 10 to 20 second stride. So um, you can use those strides to uh, to increase your, your speed and your turnover. Um, so, um, yeah, I think that's what I want to, to add there um, for, uh, for 9 and 10. Um, the, uh, you know, that's the, the gist of the RPE scale. So, uh, getting back into why we use RPE, um, so, you know, rating a perceived exertion is a great way to learn your body. You know, as I said earlier, uh, we learn our paces, our efforts, because every day, if I prescribe a five to six on Tuesday and a five to six on Wednesday, you're going to go out and run. And if you're not looking at your watch, which, you know, I hope a lot of people can get away from looking at their watches so much, you, you may end up with two totally different paces and, and time on, you know, on feet, um, um, based or, you know, distance covered, we'll say in that time on your feet. So, uh, if we were to say, you know, Tuesday, go out and run 50 minutes and, um, Wednesday, go out and run 50 minutes, both at five to six RPE, you may end up with two totally different distances, distance totals for the days because you felt differently on those two days. You may have felt better on Tuesday and ran longer at the same effort that you did on Wednesday. Wednesday, you may have felt a little bit more tired, uh, you know, and it could be due to a million different reasons. Obviously, so many things affect us and how we feel in a daily run, you know, the stress that we had uh, the day prior or the day of, the amount of sleep, the, our hydration, uh, our nutrition, all of these things are incorporated into how do we feel on a daily basis. So, um, 
getting to know our body, what it needs, what it wants, how, you know, how fast it can go. These are all things that we incorporate into the RPE. Um, you know, long runs, we get to know what we can sustain for, you know, a two to three hour run. We get to know when our body needs fuel. When do we need to drink? When do we need to eat? How often do we need calories? These are things that are awesome when it comes to race day because we get out on the trail and we're like, okay, here's my, my pace. Here's what I can do. Here's what I can sustain. You know, and then you get to learn your body's signals. Okay, I need to ease back here. I need to hike here. I need to eat, you know, calories here. Those are all things that are great to get to know because we're learning our body. We're not relying off of technology as much. Uh, you know, we're not relying off a of heart rate. We're not relying off of a pace. We're not worried about like what the you know mileage says. It's more just being attuned with you and your body and getting to know that is going to make you a better runner. So I encourage you to try um, learning the rating of perceived exertion, um, trying to learn to get to know your body and what it can do on any given day. Um, and if you have questions, uh, you know, or, you know, want to talk about a further topic that I've covered today, I'm absolutely open to that. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I'm just, reiterating what I have learned, uh, over the course of time and, um, you know, through the, the various courses that I've done, uh, and you know, it, it's actually contrary <laughs> to a few of the courses that, that I have, uh, I have actually taken, um, and, you know, not to call any of those out, but you know, um, the reality of it, this is, uh, you know, this is science. It's, it's what's, uh, you know, what people are learning right now and, and finding out about our training and what the body does and how it adapts. So, um, please reach out, contact me. Uh, I really, you know, I enjoyed, um, kind of just getting to expound on this. Um, you know, it's, uh, um, it's great to, uh, to, uh, to be able to share, um, all of this, you know, uh, because a lot of times we think differently and, you know, I, I'm just trying to open to, to new ideas, um, maybe help your training. Uh, I, I can't stress enough, um, you know, how much, um, you know, kind of going back to a more aerobic base and using, um, the, uh, just simple aerobic training, uh, to kind of build my base and get me stronger and, and fitter. I can't tell you how much that helped at, uh, at Umstead. Um, I had never felt so strong at the end of a hundred miler. Um, it's, uh, it's amazing, you know, what, what, you know, listening to the body and, uh, um, and making sure it's recovered and, and not going too hard can do for, for yourself. I mean, you know, um, I was listening to, uh, to, uh, an audio book. Um, uh, I think it's, uh, into thin air. Um, it's about a gentleman that travels to, uh, Ethiopia and trains with the Ethiopians, um, as they train for, for marathons. And, you know, he's just taken aback as to how slow they actually run. Um, it's incredible you know, that they actually go so slow, uh, you know, and they, you know, they all, they all talk about the Americans and how hard we run. Uh, we do, we run too hard a lot of the time and it's, it's actually, you know, uh, detrimental and, uh, the reverse of, of what our body actually needs, you know, staying in that aerobic zone, we actually get faster as weird as that is to, we go slower and we get faster because our heart starts to, um, 
make the adaptations that, yeah, we can uh, maintain uh, a lower heart rate, but go faster. As weird as that is, that's, that's the reality of aerobic training. So using that aerobic base at those really, um, you know, um, low intensities uh, is amazing. I mean, you know, as I said, yesterday, when I went for a run, uh, I, I stayed about, you know, somewhere between nine and nine fifteen pace. Uh, and my heart rate was around, I think I averaged 113 beats per minute. Um, you know, my max heart rate now I'm 43 is probably somewhere, you know, between 177 and 180. Um, so, I mean, you know, to, to be running that pace, uh, you know, and, and I'm just getting back to training from Umstead. So it's just going to get a little bit faster from there. Um, which, you know, when I was training for, for Umstead and training was going really well, um, my zone two was kind of, uh, under eight minutes pace. So it's, it's really is, it's amazing what you can do with, uh, simple aerobic training and keeping things, um, on the lighter side and not pushing it, you know, as much as we want to, when we get, uh, going, I think Strava can be, you know, one of our worst enemies because we're afraid of what others are going to see. Um, you know, so you have to come to the reality of, do I want to do what's best for my body or do I care what you know, people see on Strava? Uh, and you know, the reality is I just put super easy, you know, I went for a super easy run. I'm recovering. You know, I, I, I hope more people get the idea and kind of follow suit. Um, make your easy days super easy. Um, make your, uh, your, your, your normal days, make those conversational. <laughs> hit that five to six RPE, uh, you're going to be so much better for it in the long run. You know, we don't have to push hard every day. Um, you know, and the reality is, you know, if, if we push hard two days a week, that's really all we need, you know, using the various different systems that I was talking about. Um, so if you've got questions, uh, want to talk about coaching, you know, reach out. Um, I'm here. Um, definitely, uh, you know, I've, I've, I'm kind of in transition with a few athletes, so, um, had a few spaces open up, but, um, that is also open. If you're interested in, in talking to one of us about coaching, reach out. You can learn more about us on the mrrunningpains.com uh, website and, um, April newsletter is out for those that, uh, uh, are listening for the first time. Uh, you can go to mrrunningpains.com and see all of the archived newsletters and podcasts. They're under the connect page, um, as well as subscribe to the newsletter. The newsletter is free. So hop on over there. If you're interested, um, as always, I want to thank my Patreon supporters, uh, you know, makes my content, um, a lot easier to put out because, you know, some of this stuff does cost money. Um, uh, just put out two new YouTube videos, uh, both are kind of core slash strength workouts. Uh, so those are up on my YouTube channel. YouTube is, uh, Aaron Saft. You can hop on there and see all my videos, uh, as well as podcasts. Those are uploaded to YouTube as well. So subscribe and you'll get to know when new videos come out. I've got uh, quite a few that I have on the list to do. Um, just need the time to do them. Um, I can't believe you know May is going to be upon us soon, so May newsletter will be coming out as well. Um, newsletters entail a ton of things. Uh, you know, I try to give um, you know tips on training. Um, I talk about reviews, gear reviews. Just got um, two new cool, really really cool shoes. I got the Trail Fly Three Hundred by Innovate. Um, it's kind of their um, max cushion story. First uh, shoe that they use their graphene technology in the midsole, so it's supposed to be more durable and uh and actually give more energy return so got that shoe been running on that um also got the artist by atreyu uh it's their new carbon plated shoe 
really cool. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to do a review on both of those. I'm going to try to uh, get those up on YouTube, but I'll also be posting some stuff in my newsletter. So, um, lots of cool stuff. Um, you know, I'm just, uh, <laughs> trying to, uh, wrap my head around, um, all of the new technology that's going on in our, uh, our footwear industry. It's really cool. I hope to have a conversation with, uh, one of my good friends about that coming up pretty soon here. Um, got some great guests scheduled. Um, we're going to be talking to, um, Stephanie Howell Violet, uh, about, um, the uh, protect our winters organization which she's a huge part and has uh recruited me to to talk about so we're gonna uh we're gonna talk um in an episode about that perhaps with uh, the founder jake black um so we'll see hopefully that will work out uh as well as a a number of other ideas um that i have going to be talking again with our our friend miriam saloom about uh uh the shin splints uh we have uh we've been doing a series um about uh um, injuries and, and things that runners go through. So that's to come as well. Uh, if you have ideas or things that you want to hear about or people you want to hear from, uh, just, you know, contact me, let me know by all means. Um, all my, you know, social medias and, and everything, they are listed on the show notes. So feel free, reach out, let me know. Um, uh, let me know what you think of the podcast or, uh, you know, again, if you have any questions, um, and, uh, it really helps if you do, um, uh, you know, leave a rating or a review or both, uh, that, that helps, uh, other people find my podcast. So, um, if you're enjoying it, if you don't mind, like I said, leave a, a rating or a review. I certainly appreciate that again, you know, to my Patreon supporters. Thank you guys so much. Um, there's a link on my website. If you're able to support me in that way, I sincerely appreciate it. Um, so thank you all very much for joining me for this episode. Uh, I thoroughly appreciate your ears, uh, for listening And thank you for your time. Until next time, my friends, Aaron Saff signing off. Wrote this song while crew and Aaron on a hundred mile foot race through the trails in the rain and mud. How about that?
coming, rain is coming, can't give a fit. Rain is coming, rain is coming, can't give a fit.